Okay, Andrea, today we are talking about Gilded Newport Mysteries, Murder at the Breakers. Was this a movie that makes you want to stay in 1895 with Emma? Or are you just waiting to get back to the future? We will have to wait and see. This podcast was created by fans for fans and is not affiliated with or sponsored by Hallmark or the Hallmark Channel. Okay, this is Eric. This is Andrea. This is Hallmark Mysteries and more. Okay, Andrea, it is time. We've talked about this movie for a long time. We finally get to recap because we've seen it. What is it about? Why don't you read the uh, description for us? Well, I just pulled it up off of the app. It's a murder interrupts in 1895 Vanderbilt Ball. A society columnist is attending. That's a very short, brief one sentence on the app. Wait, that's literally was it? That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So you leave very intrigued about what this is about. Yeah, geez. I think someone uh, was like late for lunch and they just had to get something posted on it and said, all right, there you go. Throw down a sentence. (laughs) Yeah, time to get my pastrami. Okay. All right. We've chatted a little bit. You were sending me DMs. Well, not DMs. I guess there were text messages while you're watching it feverishly. And I was uh, out of town for work, so I was not watching it live. I have a feeling we're going in different directions. Where's your overall plot and enjoyment on that scale of one to five? Okay, so I landed at a two. And I'm actually um, shocked. I thought you were going to be lower. Really? Yes. Oh, no. I mean, okay, so I found it to be a bit slow in places, um, especially compared to True Justice. I feel like that one really caught strides that second hour, whereas this one I didn't think it ever really caught its legs um I thought the dramatic music that was playing throughout people commented on that um I saw in different threads and I think they did that to like amp up like what's going on because I really noticed it too after I kind of started reading that I'm like oh yeah there is just this background of dramatic music and I think they did it to help emote some of the um actions I think from some of the leads Uh, I feel like the acting might have been a bit stale in some places, like the choices that the, the actors made three in particular. Um, I don't know if they were choices I would have made. I think that some of the no emotions that was being seen, I mean, if you've watched, I, again, I love period pieces like Bridgerton, Gilded Age on, you know, HBO max, if they would have watched them, they can see you can be serious, but also have more going on. And so I think for me, that's, that really uh, lost me, but I will say I enjoyed, cause I watched it again the next morning without the commercials. I enjoyed it better the second time. And it really, what stuck to me was I probably would do a recast a little bit for some of the, the characters. And then I would be a little bit more in because I enjoyed going back, you know, in time, I enjoyed that the period piece, I I think the bones are here. And again, just a few people didn't quite connect for me. And so I had a tough time with that. And I will also say when I posted about this, not a ton of people commented that they didn't like it, 
but I got a ton of DMs saying they completely agreed. And I, I mean, I get it. We don't like to be, I don't like to be down on the movies or, you know, I really don't like to insult certain people. That's why I'm not going to say which ones really stuck out to me. Um, but uh, in the DMs, you know, I did share with people and they all, we all agreed. It was kind of the same, same characters that we all had a tough time with. And um, that, that really lost it for, I would say a good chunk of the audience who didn't enjoy that. That was the main reason why it wasn't the story itself. It wasn't the mystery. It wasn't going back in time. It was some of the acting choices that um, just were a bit stale for some of us. So I'm curious to know what you thought, because you haven't told me yet. So I know, I tell me, say what, off. I know, what are you thinking? All right. I gave it a three. I kind of, we talked about that garage sale search and seize last week. I put it sort of on par with that. Okay. I, I didn't love it. Didn't hate it. It was okay. It, it held my attention. I do agree with you. It did not have a ton of pace to it. Uh, I think that could have been done. I think for me, and you, you, you had expressed like the acting uh, in there. So I was going into it prepared. For me, it just had this kind of like very YA feel to it. And I think that they were acting like modern 21-year-olds, mm-hmm. right? They weren't mm-hmm. going into the, you, you know, you, you throw a Bridgerton. Um, yeah. Obviously, that's very different. But the other thing I will say is it's a Hallmark movie. And so you like we compare it to a Downton Abbey. We compare it to... Mm-hmm a Bridgerton or a Gilded Age, these movies with these huge budgets, plenty of time to prep and do everything. Um, When we talked to Gerilyn, which I was supposed to edit and have actually airing today, Tuesday, but because I was out of town working, I did not get a chance to edit it. But one of the things she shared is that with the strike, that the um, percentage of budget they have left over for the things like the set, the costumes, all those other things has contracted. Plus, they really, and we, we talked to enough actors, no, there's not a lot of time before they cast and start shooting. So these actors sort of get a script, and here you go, you're going to be in 1895, Valley, run with it. So I, th- I don't think they, you know, when we compare it to a Bridgerton who probably has months to practice and do everything right so i think i maybe went into it forgiving a lot of that i will say we we can talk about the actors and they're the easier one i would kind of terry ingram who's one of the hallmark big directors right he did the wedding veils and a gazillion other ones i kind of would put it on him because i would say he because they all talked and i think this is what you're getting at they seem to be just very I'm going to talk very period, which means no emotion and very short and whatever. And I don't think they had to do that. And I think that had to probably, and I don't know. I'm just probably saying, I think it was maybe more from the director's lead of how to do it, since it was a fairly consistent theme with the exception of Nanny. Nanny was all over the place, right? But um, so that's, so there's that. And then, like I said, I think if you did go to it and were had this, Gilded Age, Bridgerton thing in the back of your mind, thinking it was going to compete with that. I completely agree that you will be disappointed because it just can't compete. Now, I am curious, though, one of your things that we had talked about was the costuming 
and you're, you know, we were just talking about the budgeting, you're a little concerned that the costuming, you know, kind of the exact same conversation wasn't going to sort of be reflective. Do you, I thought they actually did a pretty decent job. Yeah, I did too. I mean, there was only one, I, you know, cause I was kind of going back and forth with, you know, one of the gals and I, we always do as we're watching live and, you know, we both commented, I think on the blue dress, it was, it was hideous. Uh, and that was supposed to be the nice, you know, $75 dress. And so I'm like, oh, they could have made a different choice there. Um, but other than that, that was only, that was the only costume that stuck out to me. But again, it could have been because uh, some of, some of the acting was rough and I, I completely agree. And it's so funny that you had said, brought up the director. I was just chatting um, with one of my clients before and just telling her, you know, I'm like, how do I express this? Cause I, again, I don't like to be mean. I don't want to like harp on you know, certain people. And she said, well, often, you know, she comes from a theater background. She's like, I would say it's going to be the director. So it's really funny that you had brought up, brought up the director. Cause that's exactly what she said. She's like, if people are making those choices, sometimes it's the actor making the choice, but if it's kind of universal, it could be a directing thing. And so, um, I, I agree with you there. It might've been that. And I completely understand, like, I think some of them are shot in 14 days. So it's, right. it's a lot to do. And if, I mean, these are young actors that were in it and if they've never had that experience before, it's a lot to kind of bring in digest. And if they're not familiar with period pieces, that's, it's ask, it's asking a lot. I agree. The other thing, and I don't know if this falls within the, when we get into the mystery minute, uh, but one of the things that did bug me about the movie was I thought the ending, which a lot of the times is the case, whether it be a rom-com or the mystery, where it kind of gets into a jumble. So things all of a sudden we have to wrap up and it just bugged me. And I had to go back and watch it again. I watched it three times to figure out, did I miss something? But Nanny says, oh, Rupert was murdered. So Emma and Jesse run over there and they get over there. And it's as if you know, Adeline is just standing there like, oh, no, this just happened. There's no other police coming. Like, how did Nanny know? And I understand she's networked with all the all the service people, but it was just a weird thing that just didn't make sense because they kind of stumble upon the dead body. But Nanny already knew. And this is 1895. And we know communication is not like sending a text message kind of thing. Right. So that was just kind of weird. And then. Also, the hiding place in the house um, where where they had hid the uh, Adeline had hid the railroad plans, like that was just kind of weird because in the book, and part of it I'll say too, and we'll get into this with the mystery. Having read the book, it did hold true a lot to the book, so I really knew what was coming, and so I can't objectively look at it and go, "Oh, these were good red herrings," or "These were not good red herrings," because I knew what was happening, right? And, you know, they're, it's not exactly the same, but it's close enough. But the hiding place in the book is this, they have like this little playhouse in the back and it's this sort of buried underground thing. So it is completely concealed that people would not stumble upon as opposed to some box that appeared to be in the living room kind of thing, yeah. right? That how is she hiding it there in the middle of some big ball? So that just was kind of a weird, like the ending things were just sort of like, okay, crap, we got to wrap up. So just make this all happen. I'm not going to even attempt to be logical. So that just kind of was that to me was more my criticism of the movie than the, the acting. Like I said, I actually, I enjoyed, I thought Allie was, uh, 
I thought she was a pretty good heroine. I thought I liked, I thought she expressed an independence and, you know, that's kind of the character way it was written. I thought she, she did a fine job. Jesse being her, you know, the detective, I think they purposely had him being just supportive and I'm, you know, I can't help because I've been taken off the case. So he was just around just enough. I didn't have a, like I say, all in all, I thought it was okay. Well, mystery minute. So how did we think the mystery landed? Um, for myself, I really found myself not really caring about the mystery, in all honesty. Um, so I wasn't trying to solve it. I was just kind of trying to get into the movie, I think. And so the first time watching it, obviously the second time watching it, you know who did it. Um, so the second time watching it, I was kind of like, okay, well, what is Adelaide's motives here? Um, and I still don't quite understand like her explanation of murdering people. She just was a disgruntled housewife, it sounded like, and that's her reason. Um, so that I think was a little confusing to me. Um, but minus that, the rest, I was like, eh, it, it was okay. I, I could care less, I think, about actually solving solving the mystery um, for this one. It's just, I mean, and that's not like I didn't like it any less because of that. I just felt like the mystery was kind of the back seat to this one. I feel like the period piece was the the front seat. And you're trying, you know, you're trying to get to know the characters. And I think I was trying to figure out the relationship between um, the two leads, between um, Jesse and I'm blanking on her name, Emma. And I'm like, are they, were they dating? Did they say they dated? So some of, sometimes they give us so much backstory where we're like too much, we don't care. But in this one, I was like, I need more. I need more about these characters to truly invest. Cause I spent probably the first hour I'm like, and then they kissed and held hands. And I'm like, wait, in that period, like in Bridgerton, like that's very much a no, no. If you're kissing someone out of wedlock, like wait, whoa, whoa, Bridgerton, they're making out tearing clothes off. And well, yes, but if you're caught now you have to marry that person. And so that's where I was just kind of like, I was getting a little lost in some of those details, I think, um, and a little confused about where their relationship stood. And if they, when he was like, Hey, I got to ask you something. And she knew marriage was coming down the pipeline so that I would have liked that to be a little bit more fleshed out in the beginning. So I could get into that relationship. I'll, I'll go back to the, like I say, my mystery minute is kind of a little distorted because I read the book. Um, the kiss, I believe. So in the book, her and Jesse don't have a relationship. Her and okay. Derek have the relationship. Oh, in, interesting. In, 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 the, in the book, she like kisses Jesse, if I'm recalling correctly, like essentially over a dead body. <laughs> like he's there, comforts her, and she looks at him and kisses. So I think there is a lot of like that sort of, yes, okay, we're going to be historically accurate somewhat, but at the same time, we're going to add a little bit of juiciness to it so i think that's probably the same thing um with with jesse um whereas like i say in the in the book jesse it seems like she maybe there's something that will come in one of the later chapters to create a little bit but it's definitely not um in the book i also think like the outline and it gets back to where i said it kind of rushed things or whatever it really in the book but once again you had the luxury of a book explained it whereas she was completely in it and it dealt with it more in depth that she was shunned by society so she couldn't do all the things that she wanted to do she came from a family that was wealthy lost all their money and so she basically married this old guy to get it 
fall back and it didn't work out like she wanted and he was abusive to her and didn't treat her well so she was trying to essentially get money and kill him so she was like i'll kill i'll kill off my husband i'll get all the money and i'll start my life anew and go get me a age appropriate rich husband again or something like that so i don't think i agree with you i don't think if you didn't have the luxury of reading the book, you would get it. And that's kind of where I was at before, where it had some of the red herrings, like Neely in there was a very prominent character and a very prominent red herring where half the book I was convinced it was going to be Neely. Mm-hmm. And in, in the movie, I think they kind of like, oh, here's Neely. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a suspect, but they didn't really, other than the fact he had this other, you know, girlfriend that family didn't like, didn't touch on it at all. So, you know, I think they made some choices where, what can we focus on? What can't we? And as a result, I agree. I think it um, made the mystery, the red herrings. There are a lot of them. I just don't think they were very strong. So there, and then I agree with you. I don't think they, at the, for, for, for the reason of the, for the murder, I don't think they did a great job of, of, of doing that. So I'm with you. I'm with you there. Well, romance roundup. Well, we kind of hinted at that. Um, how did the romance feel for us? Uh, for me, I said not great. You know, I think that the chemistry between Jesse and Emma, like they had trouble. And I, it could be a, a younger person. Like they didn't really look at each other in the eyes. They were kind of like talking side by side and like, and I think maybe it could have been cute, but it didn't really land that way for me. Um, the chemistry between um, Nathan Witt's character, Derek and Emma, like I felt, you know, I guess I felt some romantic tension, not a ton. Like I, I see where where they're trying to go with it and like having that love triangle because we love the love triangle, especially in those mystery movies for Hallmark. Um, well, we have love quad quadrangle now in uh, Hannah Swenson. Hannah with, with Victor coming in. Uh, and so that's where you're like, okay, do we, am I invested in it? I'm again, I'm okay. Like if, fleshing out another movie and just kind of exploring this um could it be there yes did I feel a ton of like blazing hot chemistry not really what about you okay so one of the things if you think about mystery series in general they usually aren't kissing until like the third one that's true whereas you got to kiss in the first one it's more along like her and Derek with looks tension so I was kind of surprised that they got that and then, like you said, they threw in the 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 love triangle, which creates a little interest there. I'll go back to the book. The book's interesting. As I said, she kisses Derek, but then she when she finds out who he is at the end, because he says, he kind of tells her he's like just the reporter and he's just doing this low-level stuff. And it turns out he's hired to by um, Rupert's sister because she thinks that Adeline is poisoning him. And that's his sickness. So he's actually investigating Rupert and all that. But at the end, when she finds out who she is, she's like, kiss him. She's like, oh yeah, you were, you're totally hot. But you know what? If I were to be with you, I would become that society wife. I don't want that. So adios, Derek. Which at the end of the book, I was like, whoa, she just like, you know, talk about Emma being independent, which is one of the things that we like about that character. She just basically said, yeah, I will not marry you because you are 
too wealthy and too connected and everything, which they obviously did not do in the movie because, like you said, we want to have that triangle. Now, speaking of the triangle, gross ick creep. You know what one of my pet peeves is. Nathan's 38 years old. He's like 17 years older than her. Could they not got some like hot 29? Like I could deal with it there because yeah, even there, like whatever. He's 17 years old. He's pushing 40. She's just barely 20. Uh, no, can't do it. Creep. Gross. I will say though, I went and I hopped on. Um, I know you were like looking at some of the like the Facebook and the, the 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 live stream stuff. So I just went and hopped on IMDb, and one of the things that there was a lot of, which I in one way can understand, but at the same time I don't agree with. There's a lot of comments about basically race and them bringing in uh, black characters and having you know, a love interest by, uh, you know, a, a biracial or love interest and things like that, of which it's, once again, look at, look at Bridgerton, look at Hamilton's, look at those kind of shows. It's not meant to be a historically accurate because if they do want to do that, it's fine. Do that, but it's not Hallmark. Hallmark, we're going for feels, right? We're not going okay. for that. So it did not bother me, but it bothered a lot of people. I personally think that they have bigger issues, but yeah, whatever. Agreed. So I didn't even notice. <laughs> my whole issue of it was that he was just pushing 40. And you know, I hate that. So. Lately doesn't bother me. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of character corner coming up next, Derek was my favorite character <laughs> who was played by Nathan Witt. I, for me, he was the highlight of the movie. I thought he was definitely the best actor there. Um, so May, I mean, again, this could be me being like, hey, maybe he grounded the movie a little bit because they needed someone maybe with a little bit more experience in acting and who could anchor it. And so I feel like he did that in those scenes. He definitely carried, um, he felt prepared um, and ready to take this role on. So for me, I really enjoyed him. Standout character, best actor of the movie. I didn't notice, I guess, the age thing, or I didn't think about it as much as you um I don't know why I I mean I guess maybe if it's obvious like to me I'm like oh okay ballpark, he does look, he, I will age. say he does look very youthful yeah I was like ballpark you know early 30s I didn't look him up to see but and, and I'll be honest the reason why it stuck out to me and why I did go look at it is cut color murder and his character mm -hmm. there is I realized he's like Julie Gonzalo type age right so it just sort of, I realized that. And then when I looked him up, I'm like, oh, he's even probably a little bit older than that. So that's why I just found him not, like I say, not the fit. Well, who is your standout character? Uh, I guess Nanny. Um, that's a good and like I say, I didn't, I didn't mind the two leads, but I think Nanny and it's kind of just, I wish they would have built her a little bit more into it. It was kind of funny when she's like, wait a minute, I've read a whole bunch of, you know, <laughs> yeah. Sherlock Holmes. So I know how to solve this mystery, but then she just sort of doesn't do it. I wish they would have allowed her a little bit more room into it. Um, you know, kind of being the, the, you know, the Watson type character and maybe giving a little more advice. And I think they could have 
that could have added because that was like a little fun tone to it which the movie didn't have a lot of humor in it and i think they could have injected her into it to give it a little bit of levite throughout it and I, I wish they would have had a little bit more of her so i thought she had a lot of room and i you know i said i do hope that we have a couple more of these i think almost all mysteries unless they are just completely doa should get a couple so they have the opportunity to grow and I, yeah. and I think and i think nanny being a little bit more of that sort of support behind the scenes type thing could be could be a very fun character i have a question about her is she in the book so like this is no. actually emma's nanny oh yeah she is actually she is in the book she um i was thinking the forensic uh woman is not a character in the book um but nanny is in the book and she had dated Mr. Mason way back in the day. And so she helps along um, a little bit more, but once again, it's a book. So you have a lot more uh, space to do that. So she was in there. I think she was, if I'm not mistaken, she was um, uh, her nanny growing up. And she basically stayed with her from being a kid all the way through being a young adult. Okay. Okay. That's where I was also trying to like gather that. I'm like, nanny, that seems odd that a 21 year old has a nanny still. Right. And you know, they briefly talked about the parents being gone. So that's where I was like, am I getting this right? Is that legit her nanny? Or is maybe that lady her name and she's the maid? I was trying to piece she, that together. She had in the book, she also has a maid, um, but they wow. couldn't have, they couldn't have the maid in, in the movie because the maid um, she's the one who creates the red herring for Neely as well, because in the uh, book, she's sexually assaulted and yes. right, way too heavy well, okay. and, uh, of stuff and has a miscarriage. And yeah, so it's oh, like way goodness. not hallmarky no. <laughs> in, in that stuff with that character. And Neely, she thinks Neely was the father who whatever. So that's that was part of the the way to, to, to create that suspect of Neely, which obviously didn't happen. So they just left it with the having the, the the girlfriend that the family didn't like that makes more sense yeah yeah okay. so, it, so it creates way more tension and yeah. way more like there are a lot of things that just wouldn't translate into a hallmark movie that were in the book it was definitely a little spicier kind of like all of the 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 books you know we talk curious cater with the um goldie's husband ex-husband is physically assaults her and abuses and to the point of like messing up her finger for life and you know, going to jails and all that sort of crazy stuff that's not going to happen not in, fun. in our books. Not fun. No. no. So, well, any final thoughts? Like for me, um, I wrote down a couple. I thought it was interesting the scene when Emma jumped off the carriage when the buggy was going because she the, it didn't flip. Like she legit, if you watched it, because again, I watched it a couple times. I'm like, oh, she throws herself off. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure for intrigue it, and like, oh, this was going back to the book. It's because. In the book, the wheel breaks and it starts flipping over. So it's like half off a cliff. So she's diving so to stay there. there. But I agree with you because I was like expecting it. And I was like, wait a minute, where's the cliff? Where's the thing that's going to create this tension? And it wasn't there. And I, same thing with you. I was like, wait a minute. She just was kind of silly. off in the middle of the street. So yeah, I thought that was kind of silly. Um, I also thought Adelaide um, at the end, she says, no, you don't understand. And Jesse says, oh, but I do. 
And then I was like, no, can you explain to the audience? Like, I don't understand what just <laughs> happened. Can you explain? Like to me, I was just like, well, let us in on the secret. I would like more explanation of this, please. Um, so I feel like they could have thrown in like at least a little like, here's why, you know, a little more background on the the whole Adelaide tension there. And I was trying to piece together. So even now, just you saying that, that older man was her husband. It wasn't that young guy that came to Emma. So the whole time, like until you just said no, that, no. I was thinking it was the guy with that no, came Rupert. With the cane. Rupert, hey, go get me, go get me my cane so we can, so I can leave. I can't go up there. I'm too... Uh, that was yeah that was her husband well yeah. i missed that in two viewings i thought that the second viewing but i was like well no because i don't really see him in anything i thought that younger guy who had the cane um was the guy so that's okay yeah well there you go now it's that so now i guess that once again i guess that gets back well i don't know if that's directing or editing then but yeah little things like that easy to to miss if you don't flesh out some of the characters right, so what did my- you think uh, I, I was ready to roll into my Hallmark trivia. Oh, you're I've, done. I've got, no final thoughts. <laughs> yeah, my, final <laughs> like, thoughts I told, my final thought. Give, give us another one. That's all right. It's, 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 you know, it was okay. <laughs> give us another one. I'm ready to move on. Well, you know, yeah. we've got, we've got two more mysteries that are already announced from Hallmark, all sorts of other crazy Hallmark news. So yeah. let's move on. Let's get another one. Give it a, another shot to really develop the characters and, let us know a little bit more about him and maybe, you know, let us care a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, second one, now that they have an idea what they're going into, maybe they, they uh, sort of embrace the character and the age and period or whatever, all a little bit better. But once again, like I say it didn't bother me. It just, it was a hallmark take on a period. That's how I took it. All right. So here's right. my trivia, which I've been just waiting Ooh. to do. Did you recognize who Alice Vanderbilt was? No, I don't. April um, Tulloch. Yes, Irene I did then. From Garage yes, Sale. Yes. Okay, that's who she was. I so I'm staring at her. I'm like, gosh, she looks so familiar. She must be in another mystery. And I feel like I just watched it. That's yes, yes your favorite fedora wearing. Oh, that's who it whatever. is. Yes. <laughs> and to make it even kind of a little niftier. Gertrude, her daughter, is actually her daughter, Ava Telek. Oh, that's so awesome. it was mom daughter playing mom daughter in, in the movie. But when I saw April Telek, it was funny because I looked at kind of like you, and then I went to the thing to see who it was. I'm like, no way, that's Irene, who we just talked about for being in like all these Hallmark mysteries, having like oh. these little pieces, and there she is again. Oh, and I love then that. the other one of Milford, her boss. You do know who that was, right? That was Norman. Yeah. Yes. Well, Norman from Science Seal Delivery. Science Seal Delivery, from- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So he oh. always, and the funny thing is whenever he plays anything other than Norman, he's always like kind of a jerky guy, I've discovered. <laughs> but he played a great, um, like his role where he just did a fantastic job being unlikable for So for that little bit of time that he was on screen, I thought he was he was fantastic. Like, no, let me tell you what women want, Emma. <laughs> that was brilliant. And as you know, I am the feminist of the group. So I just was like, <laughs> no, Norman, you do not tell Emma what it's like, what women want. 
that's funny but Uh, yeah so i I like seeing just the other those characters that we recognized i agree i agree i thought that was fun i'm glad we connected that dot Uh, my trivia has nothing to do necessarily with hallmark but uh so the asters i think they mentioned them in this movie and it's in gilded age like they're a predominant family so i just went on my own little google train with this so john jacob astor the fifth was one of the u.s first billionaires he actually died in the titanic his wife was pregnant at the time and then he didn't survive his son was now named after him and he was famous for building a lot of the famous elite hotels in New York. And so when they mentioned the Aster, I mean, they talk about it more in the the HBO Gilded Age. I was like, oh, I am connecting the dots with the family. I don't, it wasn't right. the same Aster that I think they focus on in the show. Uh, it might've been siblings or relatives of some sort. Um, but I just found that to be a little fascinating little thread from the Gilded time period. As we scoot away from this to the Gilded Age, uh, like HBO, what I've wondered is the main couple and Gilded Age, if they're actually supposed to be the Vanderbilts because they're these railroad yes, tycoons. they are. And if they're just them, and because they do do the Astors. In the book, they also talk about the Astors being not like a rivalry, but they do definitely reference them. And I don't know if maybe later in later chapters of the book, Astors are a little more prominent, but they were, yeah, the, sort of the big families they were i have also read that thread because they said that is the the russells are you know modeled after the vanderbilts and they okay. did have a real life vanderbiltsman mr Ast- mrs astor those two had a real life rivalry and just like the whole thing that happened with opera all of that was actually true and so it's it's interesting when you kind of look back at some of these stories you know from this time period and um you know i think for me because you know, Hallmark and Chill is the next segment. That would be a show if you are into the Gilded Age. I think that Gilded Age on HBO Max is something to check out. There is, um, you know, Meryl Streep's daughter is playing the lead. Um, she is, I don't remember her character's name, but she is the blonde that moves in with her aunts. That is Meryl Streep's daughter. Wait, that is? Yep. Yep. So it's just interesting. Huh. It's a great, it's a great little show. Um, I think it's by the same person who wrote Downton Abbey yeah, yeah. Um, Fellows. Right. And uh, the other period pieces, you know, Bridgerton, but Downton Abbey, I think all of those, if you're into period pieces, they're all really well done. I love them all. You probably have something similar. I had, once again, if you really want the that period thing, go for the bigger budget, Downton Abbey, Gilded Age, Bridgerton. But for the sluice, looking for some little more period thing, there's over on Acorn, Miss Fisher's Mysteries, uh, I want to say, I think she's the twenties, if I'm not mistaken, as well as an Agatha Christie, um, Tommy and Tipper, Tommy and I forget what her name is, but they partners in crime. It's a husband and wife. And once again, they're around the same time. And I think if you're looking for that, you know, it's not the 1895, but they're definitely are early, you know, pre, pre, uh, 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 depression era when it, you know the roaring 20s kind of thing so th- they're kind of fun mysteries as well so they're a little more of that cozy mystery feel so you can go get your cozy mystery there whereas I wouldn't say the Gilded Age and Downton Abbey's are necessarily mystery had that mystery feel to them by any means now they do have every now and then a little shenanigan type thing but for the most part it's that period drama piece I think yeah well, what about fan corner? Do you have anything there? 
Well, my fan corner is I reached out just to a couple people when I after I started getting your uh, your text <laughs> message. I'm like, so is this gonna be, is this terrible? And the people I only talked to two, but they were both like, no, this is okay. So uh, I think it, they were more along in my camp. Like it's not great, but I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's it, it's fun. So I know you did your poll and I think I kind of align with the poll and seemed like most people, I think. Yeah, I broke down um, the poll. And so 45% were middle of the road, three out of five stars. Um, we had 19%, four out of five stars. So some people really liked it. And then 35%, a one or two star. So this is probably the most heavy, actually, that I've seen in the one to two star camp. Um, even besides some of the, it was the regular is out, out of a possible four choices. Four, right? Yep. So there's a five star, four star, three or one, two. I just combine. And um, most, I don't have a ton that has a heavy on the one, two star. So this was one that actually had quite a few falling there. And I do think the commercials really do kill these mysteries because having watched it that, that. Next day, I know you have. And Having watched it the next day, both times, I enjoyed it. Not that I enjoyed it, you know, it still would be a two-star for me, but uh, it was better than night one watching it with commercials. So I feel like if you are someone who struggles with, if they feel really, really slow, watch it the next day without the commercials and it does pick up a little bit of speed. Like I think even if you do stop to fast forward, it's still sort of delays where- See, I do, don't mind that as much, when, but- when you when like I watch them usually on Peacock in the morning and no commercials. then, then right. It just sort of does that black for a second and then it comes back. And so I feel it just keeps the pace of the story a little better. Um, but the, some of them where I'm just so excited, I have to watch it live and kind of like you, I'm on Twitter, I'm on, you know, social looking and seeing what everyone else says and contributing as well. Sometimes I'll do that just because I, like I said, I'm caught up in the excitement. I want to watch it live, but then like you, I then watch it again the other way. And I forget which mystery it was. It may have been, um, I think a curious caterer when I first watched it on Peacock and like, whoa, this is actually, it was, it was um, a, a pear cake because I was traveling. Mm. And, and I, I, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, this is way better. And it was like a whole different experience seeing it, you know, going from scene to scene. So I, I would recommend it. But I know Hallmark's a, a, not a streaming network. So they, of course, want us watching it with commercials and all of that. So I get I it. I do both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what are we reviewing next, next week? What do we got on the docket? So next, there's a whole ton of Hallmark news coming out. So we're going to be talking about that. The, uh, what is it? There is the Crime Time, which is the movie with Luke McFarlane and Lindy Greenwood, where she's the the TV crime uh, actress who then moves into the little town and then her and looks Luke super go, cute. go solve a real mystery. It has... Uh, Stacy Harding, who we're going to be talking to as the director, and she's directed literally every every series of a Hallmark mystery out there, as well as a ton of the rom com. So she's a great, great uh, director. So I'm feeling good about that. We've all been saying we want Luke in a mystery, so that's fantastic. And Lindy Greenwood, 
she's really cute. Well, now we're at my favorite part. Well, maybe not anymore. Oh, wait. Oh, you no. Made me forget. Then Hallmark just announced the fashion one. <laughs> what is it? The DD, oh. let me get to what is it called? Crimes of Fashion, Killer Clutch with Brooke Diorsay and Giles Mar Marini. Do you know him? Sex the, in the guy City from guy? Sex in the City yeah. that, you know, Samantha's eating her chips with the hat and she looks up and he's the shower guy. <laughs> I cannot handle Sex in the City, so I do not oh. know anything about it other than there's the four. I'm sure, everyone who is a Sex in the City fan knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I know uh, I'm looking forward to this. I'll just quickly say an American psychologist hired to coach a fashion designer helps a guarded French detective unravel a list of fashionable suspects mm. after a murder happens backstage at a fashion Paris fashion show. And I will say last year, Sydney and I were like the 10 ideas we think would make a great mystery. This was one of them. That's so awesome. hallmarks are listening and they are taking our idea, which is fine. Awesome. I think it's going to be great. And I think Brooke Diorsay can look so pretty and her hair up. Hmm. I know she's not necessarily your top. I do like her. I do like her. She uh, She's one who I never think about, but then I always end up liking when I see her in something. Mm -hmm. And then Hallmark just released some other big news that they are rebranding Hallmark Movies and Mysteries to Hallmark Mysteries which means they are all in on the Mr. Game, which not the worst thing for I'm us, excited. right? I'm excited. I mean, uh, I just said, as long as they keep like my murder, she wrote and diagnosis, murder and monk, um, which someone said it's cheap to keep the shows in syndication. It's, you know, it's a good thing for the network. So I'm hoping that they still have some of those shows because I do enjoy going on there, even though I can watch it on Peacock, like murder shorts on Peacock. So I can just stream it anytime, but it's still nice. I like to pop in live and, you know, get that feel occasionally. So now does the, do you think the golden girls and Frasers of the world? And hopefully, Well, that's on the regular channel. So that should oh, be fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're not playing that overnight, right? They're doing, right. are they doing Hallmark uh, or excuse me, murder she wrote overnight? Um, yes, they've changed up their, their mystery lineup since Christmas. Um, so murder she wrote used to be out in the mornings, which I really liked. Cause that's, I have a murder. She cooked, no, yeah, Murder, She Cooked cookbook. And so I was watching the episode, whatever first would air, and then I would make that recipe for dinner that night. And I was sharing that on Instagram. And it was kind of a fun little thing. It only goes through the first six seasons, this um, cookbook, but it had a recipe for every episode of Murder, She Wait, Wrote. And first six seasons? Mm -hmm. And then she's making a second cookbook for the next six seasons. Because that right. takes a lot of work to do a recipe for every single episode. And she ties the recipe into the episode. And, and how many episodes are in a season? Like 24. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's a zillion recipes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's a, I mean, it's a really cool thing. If anyone's a murder stroke fan, um, it's a fun little way to be like, Hey, what's for dinner. And sometimes it's a breakfast thing. So maybe you make it the next day. And you're as bad as me. I always figure out a way to get Brooke Burns figured out into an episode. You always figure out a way to get Jessica Fletcher into an episode. I know. I know. All right. Let's move on. I was just thinking home. that. Let's, All let's, right. The way home, let's, let's the way home the, corner. Let's hop in the pond. Okay, so here's episode three recap. It, it was titled, When You Were Young. The Landry women reflect on and come to terms with what it means to grow up. I'm going to debate that, but 
first we, we came up with some segment ideas for the way home. So we're focused on this one. So first is just what we liked about the episode. And honestly, I only wrote down one thing for me, Dell's horse was, that was it. I always wanted a horse growing up. And my dad said no, because I wasn't going to get up at 6am to feed the horse before school, which is very true. Cause I grew up on a farm. Um, so so I never got a horse. So that was my feel having Dell with her horse and having her own experience. I was all in on that. I also, my brother has horses and it is a full-time job yeah. taking care of them. So I see where your dad's coming from. Yeah. I will say as I'm watching more and more, I think I like Dell and I will end there. What we didn't like, um, for me, it felt like a filler episode. I don't know if we really went anywhere besides introduce a bazillion characters that I was like, uh, take them or leave them. Um, I really wasn't that interested in this episode. So there was a lot that I didn't like. I really, I don't know where we're going. You know, that was one of the things which I'll share at the, the end, any final thoughts. Cause with the poll, where are we going with season two is just my biggest question mark. It just doesn't feel like they had this fleshed out. It felt like this episode was, Hey, let's introduce like 5,000 things and let's see what people were interested in. I am not even like theorizing because, you know, season one, you're like, Oh, I wonder if this happens for me. I don't even, I'm not even invested enough to theorize where we're going. Cause I just feel like Kat is being so selfish and, what if her brother wants to stay there? Like he's engaged. She has of a happy life. Of course he wants to stay there. As Elliot's saying. And then I'm like, she's just like, no, he needs to be with me. But then in the same time, your daughter is growing up. She's in like, she's going to be out of the house. You're missing her youth and her childhood fixated on your brother. And so it just, Wait, it's, it's a rough just, Are you just saying what I said last yes. week? <laughs> and this is I'm where a... I, I feel like I, this episode really kicked it for me because her, intensity I could feel like for she had some softness to her character but this one it just felt like she can only she's just got the blinders on and that's all she can see and um I am getting frustrated with that what about you I think she is emotionally less mature than her daughter for all okay. those reasons you're just saying she just is cat 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 screw everybody else She's a mom. I think Kat, or excuse me, Alice should be off with her dad, who I don't like, because I told you, I think he's a creep, but I like him. I guess he's not, but she should be in Minnesota, which I know you would not argue with, <laughs> with her dad and his new girlfriend, fiance, whoever, because I don't care how bad his girlfriend is. She's probably better than Kat is to her. She's Kat's just a lesson of somebody who needs major, major counseling. And with you too, I'm like, if that Jacob is spent the 16 plus years back in this time, made a life, Elliot said it, been there longer than he was with Kat engaged, that dude's not going to want to hop in the pond and go back and give up everything to, to, you know, be with you. And if he does, that is where it goes. It's beyond ridiculous. This is just to me going back in time, uh, saying how Gilded Newport Mysteries had this like YA feel to it. This show to me just seems to be getting more YA-ish. Just, I don't know, being an adult, I'm just having a struggle of trying to stay engaged in it. I know a lot of people love it. I'm just having a really hard time with it. 
Well, standout senior performance for me was Dell riding the horse. That was, that was it. That was all my feels. Bareback too. I thought that just was popped right on. I was like waiting for her to find a saddle and then I'm like, nope, she's just getting right yes. on there. I love that scene. What about you? Any, anything stick out? <laughs> yep. When Kat fell back into the pond, like you want me to show you who I am and this <laughs> fell backwards into the pond. I don't know how they're going to work that Ooh. in, but I was thinking, you know, if you're 18, 14, they're probably pretty much like this woman is the devil or like something not a time traveler because that concept in 1814 is just not something that you can like you can't comprehend it now right but somewhat i think because you have science fiction now but in 1814 no that woman is getting hung as soon as she is back in that that time period well what are we hoping is coming or not coming in future episodes you know for me again i felt cat if just feel so desperate and just ugh. so I hope that they can soften I don't her character arc it went from being someone who's likable and you know like okay I can see where she's coming from to this season feeling just really harsh and again not seeing anything outside of herself and you know even her when she got stuck there I think it was in episode two and they're questioning like should I stay for my brother or do I go back for my daughter like uh, you know it, who is this character? I feel like she she needs to be kind of fleshed out better than what they did. And Alice um, has done a complete 180 from where she started in season one with that rebellious teenager and, you know, having the party, skipping school to like now being the mature one who you are like, she is the guidance. She's trying to console like her grandma with thinking she's going to lose the farm. And, you know, she just seems so much more like where Kat should be. Like these should be flipped. Like these should not be like we are. It's Freaky Friday. Right. So like, it just feels like they're in reverse. Like as we were talking about last episode with getting stuck in that like kid mindset, like cats in a kid mindset and Alice is in that adult mindset, which is strippy. I think he kind of summed it up for me too. I earlier on why I was not loving it. I did find the character of cat had some sort of, had some sort of sympathy for her empathy. Right. And I don't have it now. And then, as you said, the arc that they've taken her on is to being just purely selfish. As I said, you, you have kids. I have kids. I'm sorry. Your kids come above literally anything else. It's, I don't care who it is, sibling, spouse, whoever, kids are number one. And if not, I don't know, it's an issue. It's, you have some serious, serious issues that I just can't get around right now with, with, with her character. Well, final thoughts for me. I did the poll on this one. And so 50% loved it. 35% um, said, I'm not sure where the season is going. And then 15% said, I'm out. It lost its way. But then when I, if you added those all up, the 50%, it would be a 50-50 split between people who are also a little concerned and then people who are still loving it. So that was interesting to see. I was actually shocked that we still have a good chunk who are loving it. I am too. Um, I I was surprised it wasn't more in the what's going on here. Cause I feel like they haven't given us much in these three episodes to really say, yay, we're as good as we were first season. Yeah. I I'm finding that going back in time to 1814, a little bit of a, corny whatever plot thing 
just to I don't I don't know I think they could just have addressed to it do a, a second way. season <laughs> yeah and, and I don't know it's silly I'll be honest it I dropped out initially after the third episode of the first season and if we weren't talking about it I probably would do the same I mean, I'm kind of at that place too. Like I, I'm going to keep watching because I want to see it through. But right. as I said, the last episode, this, the next two were kind of the make or break it for me. And right now we are at a not great point. And then the preview for the next episode, when they were like, Hey, I'm being erased from pictures. I'm like, Oh no. So now what are we going to do? And so now we just get into a whole realm uh, of, Oh wait. Yeah. Explain that to me. She found some pictures that were taped to the like what how like no one's noticed pictures taped to this table for ages and ages and ages i don't i don't i don't i I didn't even understand that was like as perplexing to me as rupert being adeline's husband was to you like where (laughs) i miss how did i completely miss something here but Okay. Well, here's to hoping next week is is better and we we enjoy it more. Like I will say I, that first episode, I did have some hopes because I thought that ending Oh yeah. where they split up, went to the two different things, she came out and there was the gunshot. Like I thought that set up like this is going to be a wild ride and like to your point, it's just been a snooze fest of somebody who just should be in therapy. Yeah. I agree. Well, it's been a pleasure, as always. It has. Uh, we have two more weeks now until our next mystery. Uh, and this Friday, talking to the, I guess that's what I forgot. I'm talking to the Justice Warriors, so that should be a fun conversation there. Four people. We never interviewed four people at once. So it may be a little chaotic, but it'll make for hopefully a fun and interesting conversation. Well, good luck. Bye. I will listen. <laughs> I will talk to you. All right. Bye, Eric. Bye.